Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the paper. But our bosses would never allow these unvarnished opinions on the air. So we've altered our voices and taken on secret identities. Yeah, these aren't our real names. Not our real names. Uh, and we, I know uh, that's shocking. We've taken these identities so that we can bring you these candid views each week. couple disclosures. This is for entertainment purposes only. At least that's what our lawyers say uh, we should tell you, uh, even though uh, it's not that entertaining, frankly, according to my, my friends. Uh, but anyway, we also may be completely... Yeah, well, who cares? Yeah, I know. We may be completely uninformed, and uh, oftentimes we are. Uh, sometimes we know a little something. This is the same candid advice we give our institutional clients during the week, except here, frankly, uh, we've been drinking a little bit. It's Friday, and we've been getting together about 25 years, having a couple drinks, reading Value Line, and now we're just bringing it to you. Uh, we do not, uh, uh, you know, we're not affiliated with the Value Line, but on this show, we only use Value Line as a resource, and we usually go off the Value Line prices, but this week, you know, the market's been under a little pressure, if you've been looking. I mean, ouch. Uh, uh, but sometimes value guys make their biggest gains in down markets just relative to the averages, and we're seeing that in a lot of these names. Mm-hmm. At the yeah, same time, uh, got over here. there's a lot of opportunities. So uh, this week we're looking at the uh, July 27, 2007 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey, and I'll be back at the back half of the show uh, to talk about uh, Stanley Works, Watts Water, uh, Griffin, and maybe uh, something else if I get some work done here. Uh, and uh, for further information about us, full disclosures, actual pictures of ourselves, etc., please visit our website at www.thevalueguys.com. And now, with uh, very little fanfare, even less than usual, uh, except, uh, okay, maybe a little, Vern Value. Vern. Why do I deserve less than usual? Because you were very late today. It's such a mere pittance in the first place. You were late. You're making me late. What are you talking about? I was You're late. making me late. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's get going. <sighs> tough crowd. It is tough. Um, I'm late. Tough life. Tough market. It's been tough. Maybe that's why I'm a little crabby this uh, week. First name I've got uh, is something that uh, did not, I don't think, beat the market this week, but probably performed about in line. Yeah, what do you got? It's a name I've talked about before. It's been working pretty good, and uh, I'd stick with it. And uh, it's come back in a little bit, and you might think about adding or uh, getting what, involved What here. is the secret stock that you're talking about? The symbol that the New York Stock Exchange uses for tra- <laughs> is K- I'm late. Did D- I mention that? KDN, KDON. Um, value line rates at three. It's a Klingon name, isn't it? This is not $56 stock, but as of today – uh, a little under fifty-two and a half, and they have about well somewhere in a three to four dollar range in excess cash on the balance sheet. So uh, you know, call it an under fifty dollars stock. Um, at at fifty-two and a half, about twenty-one and a half times earnings, and a little bit of a premium to the market. Um, probably not a lot different in terms of relative uh, than what Value Line shows here at one point one eight, but a little more pricey on PE than we might normally. Talk about, but the story here is growth. Um, this is a very, um, uh, very rapidly changing story, if you will. Uh, Value Line says they design, manufacture, and sell custom-engineered metal products for all kinds of markets. Products uh-huh. include bearings. Well, bearings is very important. If uh, if you've been paying any attention to uh, manufacturing companies, 
machinery not. companies during uh, the kerning, current earnings season. Well, I just want to a, interrupt with an important news break because you were asking me this yeah, earlier. Right. The S&P 500 was down 5.2% this 5. week. 5.2. So that's what we're facing. That's what We've we're got against. some opportunities. So I think Kadon is down something like 7% this okay. week. Terrific. Um, Bearings, uh, it, there's, a, there's a significant issue around the world, really, in terms of a shortage of uh, manufacturing capacity for certain categories of uh, components and fabrications that are used to build the machinery that are being used to develop the developing world. And one of those is bearings. Bearings has been um, on the tip of uh, every manufacturing plant manager's tongue for uh, at least the last three years. Kadon has a very strong position in some very interesting niches. Why is that? Among capacity them. problems? Capacity yeah, issues? Right. Yeah, right. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. pricing power? Oh, a lot of pricing yeah. power. Um, one of those markets is the, uh, the, the bearings that are used uh, to help wind turbines, wind turbine rotors spin with uh, the least amount of friction so that the most amount of wind energy can be converted into mechanical energy and ultimately electricity, et cetera. So it's a little bit of a green play. International, about a hmm. third of sales. That's probably up because, uh, broadly speaking, around the world, international growth is outgrowing domestic. Um, Value Line talks about them adding capacity. They reported earlier this week, and I can tell you that they announced some more capacity. Um, Yet the valuation, if you look at it a little more closely, is not as expensive as it might have seemed when I talked about a uh, premium on a P.E. basis. This is a stock, by the way, if you look at the value line's relative chart, has been uh, outperforming for the better part of the last two years. Um, and unlike a lot of machinery stocks, doesn't have a long history of underperforming the market. Um, stock is trading near recent highs. but uh, we well, It's think down 3% today. We think there's more. Um, we think there's more good news to come here. What's exciting is the uh, the operating margins for this uh, company that has between four and five hundred million in sales, small cap, obviously, thirty uh, percent operating margins that are rising. Uh, their return on capital back in the '90s apparently was above twenty percent. They spent a few years in the single digits. They're back into the low teens now. That should continue to rise as they grow. And the growth profile here is pretty exciting. Um, what are they? Where's the 390? No, no, that's working capital. I'm sorry. Uh, sales, 354, 400, 450, 500. Value line's looking for 650 in a couple years, um, you know, with operating margins sustained in the 30s. So uh, w- why spend time on that? With those kinds of operating margins, you have tremendous leverage to sales growth. And to have markets like... Um, you know, machinery for infrastructure development and energy production in the developing world and here in, in the form of the explosion of interest in wind turbine against a backdrop of, uh, what, competing proposals for uh, carbon taxes or other incentive systems that would ultimately discourage carbon-based energy production in favor of renewable resources like wind, um, they'd be able to buy this stock around a market multiple now, I think, is something that could change uh, fairly significantly if this sector gets a lot more concentrated investment exposure. Um, the uh, market cap value line is showing really? $1.6 Well, it's $1.5 if you take away $100 million in excess cash they have, but the stock was down um, 7% this week, so it's $1.4 enterprise value, about $150 million in uh, Operating income or EBITDA expected no seven, with some fairly significant growth, at least ten percent, fifteen off of that. 
So this is a uh, nine times EBITDA story, maybe a little below that. So you're talking about a fairly ordinary industrial manufacturing company valuation on an EBITDA basis um, where there's tremendous leverage to sales growth, and sales growth is the story. So check it out, KDN. I think you'll probably want to own it after you do. I've got another story that I think is almost as good. Um, this is a company called Brady, the symbol's BRC. Value line on rates, it is a three as well. Uh, this stock is not 37, but 35, so it's not yeah. almost 17 times earnings. It's more like 15 and a half. Uh, at a discount to the market, probably hasn't changed much, about a 15% discount. Stock at 35 compares to highs uh, near 40 or above each of the last three years. So um, it looks you know, cheap it's right kind now. of stalled out. Why isn't it going anywhere? It looks kind of cheap. No, no. Well, the story here, and I own this, so I, you know, I know something about this story. Uh, from 2000 to 03, sales basically stagnated. You can see that on your value line chart. And new management came in at the end of that year or in, during that year, or near the end of that period anyway. And sales have gone from being stalled in the mid-500s to a billion last year and uh, nearly a billion four predicted for this year. Uh, they're generating uh, – they used to generate mid-teens operating margins – in that period when sales stagnated, margins declined. I think I used but to since new management right? came in, margins have not only increased, but they now exceed where they peaked um, in the 90s. Um, we're talking about a company that it makes, what do they call it? We'll call it identification solutions and specialty materials. That's Their products increase safety, security, <clears throat> and productivity. It includes labels, signs, safety devices, Printing systems and software and precision die-cut materials, electronics, telecom, manufacturing, electrical, construction, education. This is really almost two different companies. They have a, uh, they have a business that sells relatively low price point, um, you know, kind of ordinary MRO items, uh, you know, exit signs, for example, that you're mentioning. They also uh, uh, have a very large direct marketing business that competes um, really – but in a big way, they're the market leader in North America and in Europe and uh, are building a business in Asia, uh, which allows them to be very efficient in delivering these items to people. They have huge selection, uh, the biggest catalogs in the industry. So if you need the kind of stuff they sell and, you know, you just kind of they, – they have the supermarket. They have everything. I, I don't need nine catalogs. I have the Brady catalog. Well, this is a favorite uh, value guy stock. I'm just looking at who owns this, Newberger Berman. Uh, Lord Abbott, Royce, First Pacific Advisors, Nicholas, uh, Ariel Capital, and uh, they all have big positions. I think if I add this up, 14, 22, 26, 30, uh, you know, what's that? And about 50% of the stock is held by about nine value firms. The, so, um, interesting. Um, the, the, the problem for this company has been the precision die-cut materials that was mentioned in the description that Value Line provides. And this is a business that makes small things that go into uh, cellular telephones and uh, PDAs and things like that. Um, and in the example that I love is the, uh, you know, that little piece of plastic that's always on top of the lens whenever you get a brand new, when it's on the glass, whenever you get a brand new one of these devices to protect it from being scratched. Yeah. You take it off and you throw it away. Yeah. So, That's I mean, a, what a great, ID solution. What a great product to sell to somebody. Well, we, except we, they we, just we, have it once. We sell it to you. You put it on your machine in the factory. You put it in a box. The next thing that happens to it is it gets thrown away. 
That's like the wrapper on a trash can. I mean, same thing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what have you? In any event, um, the, the the valuation, you know, on a P basis looks moderate. It's about a two point four billion enterprise value with about two hundred fifty million of EBITDA right now. But uh, the business, uh, the reason the stock stalled out is the company completed several acquisitions in the last couple of years, and in this die cut business, they then had to integrate those businesses and. Uh, consolidate some of the capacity among them, and uh, it's stalled out earnings growth. They've uh, they've had some execution issues. The stock traded at uh, one time well north of forty, saw the low thirties, has clawed back a little bit. Um, they just they reported a negative comparison last quarter, according to Value Line. Uh, in, in our own research, the, the, they're making progress in integration. Value Line's calling for a positive comparison against an easy comparison, an easy comp in July in the July quarter. That makes sense. I you know I don't know. Maybe they maybe they need another it's quarter. It's been around a long time. I owned but this twenty they, years ago. Once I they what get they that did. behind them, and they will eventually, especially a management team that's engineered this improvement since they kind of stalled out. Um, I think you can make a lot of money here. Value Line shows cash flow estimates that would put this at 10 to 12 times um, and earnings estimates that um, would go from around two and a half bucks in 08 to 350 sometime later. But I'm telling you, I think that's too low because they've added a bunch of uh, debt. Value Line shows 450 million this year, mm-hmm. uh, up from basically zero when the new management team came in. Um, so there's a deleveraging opportunity here, and by my calculations, worth something like fifty cents a share. So half the earnings growth that Value Line looks for here is nothing except them slowly paying off their debt. I, I think that number's too low. I think there's a significantly better opportunity here. Value Line showing long-term return on capital will be ten, eleven percent. Historically, had done uh, more like fifteen. I don't see why they couldn't do that. Value Line themselves seems to be of two minds because they talk about integration and restructuring, and um, they're making good progress. Too early to see the impact. That means it's all to come. But then, you know, a couple paragraphs later, they say they're worried about earnings because they're streamlining operations and spending money to fix this. I, hmm. I you know, well, while, while and the stock's been going sideways, last half empty. So the market, the markets of two minds about this name, and that's the opportunity. I buy it. BRC. And then my okay. third one this week, the last one I have, is one I think you've talked about before. And if I you've have. recommended it any time in the last two and a half years, it's done well. I've been recommending it uh, for years. Check no, out the website, I, I, ladies and gentlemen. I, th- I think you better go check that out. Go check I'm it out. I'm not sure it's been L-E-C-O, quite that long. Lincoln Electric. Lincoln Electric. Um, according to Value Line, a $75 stock on the report, but more like seventy-one fifty today. So not 16 and a half times earnings, but just a little over 15 times earnings, nearly 20% discount to the market. Uh, this stock's been doing very well for the last two or three years, absolute and relative. Uh, Lincoln Electric is the, uh, the leader in welding. It says welding and cutting products, but it's really welding products. Three company-owned facilities in the U.S., and here's the key to the story, 19 abroad. Foreign sales, 36%, I guess, in 2006, but up significantly, I think, in, in 7 and 8. So probably rapidly approaching half. Uh, Value Line talks about them making strategic investments in South America, especially Brazil. What they don't mention is an acquisition in China the company just announced in the last week or two. So international piece coming up, and that's the story. It's, again, you know, we've talked about this theme a lot. It's the infrastructure and energy infrastructure uh, development in the rest of the world. You you can't build a skyscraper, 
You can't build an ocean-going oil tanker. You can't build an oil rig, a refinery, a bulldozer, a road paving machine without welding a, equipment. Bowling lanes. Uh, you might be able to yeah. build bowling lanes. I mean, I think what's power. happening on this Lincoln is, and a lot of these companies is you had these great industrial companies in America that didn't get much volume growth. They became best of class in the process well, there was of tremendous it. Consolidation. And now, and right. are, this is now there's new the there's new markets, right? And right. they didn't these have are, them before. And there and, are there are uh, companies in the Far East that are that are uh, working to supply this market, but they can't keep up with the growth. They're all too small. They can be doubling every year, and it'll take them ten years to catch up with Lincoln. Plus, if Americans can turn out anything, it's innovation. We just have a system where no well, one gives a crap the, and invents and, stuff, and, the and they don't. Do it there. And besides, the name of the company is Lincoln. How could you have more integrity? I mean, even the bad boy America. You know, foreigners may hate Americans and George Bush, but they love Abraham Lincoln. Do they? I think it's the hat. Is it? Okay. I, I don't know. but That may um, be our best thought of the day so far. <laughs> about 12 times gross cash flow, according to Value Line. Um, but they're talking about earnings per share going from $5 in 08 to five and three quarters longer term. I think that's crazy given the uh, global opportunity here. I, I haven't done any hard work on the numbers, but I'll bet seven, eight dollars is it, at a minimum possible here merely by growing into all of the assets they've been buying and investing in. The uh, valuation dollars of uh, what? Earnings? Earnings, yeah. Really? Um, the, uh, the valuation here, you know, the PE looked cheap, but uh, enterprise value, market cap 320 billion with uh, essentially no net debt. So call it, uh, and, and that's 3.2 before the price decline this week. So call it 3.1 over three, between 300 and 350 million of EBITDA, so less than 10 times. And again, a growing a growth story. It doesn't have the earnings leverage of Kadon. That's why I'm not quite as excited well, about I, it. Well, Vern, I, I have a 15 percent operating margin. I have a little uh, technology here and uh, for a change. And, and evidently they reported recently, and management according to this, is very positive on the near term. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. okay, that's a that's negative. That's a negative. And the other negative is that, uh, according to Value Line, uh, some insider selling last November, very little until May, and then a, a lot of insider selling again in May this year. You might want to check that out. But uh, return on capital profile getting better, very strong. They've been uh, investing in capacity and buying companies, yet return on capital approaching 20%. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is a play on, again, the Industrial Revolution coming to Asia. And they're you know, maintaining great margins. There, they're doing really, something right. Is there, you know, it, some of these companies that are supplying into these markets um, – you know, as you pointed out, are one of only one, two, three, four, five competitors still left serving these industries. In contrast with when Europe was rebuilt, there were dozens of companies that benefited from that. You were going to build the Far East and the Middle East um, uh, to potential. A, a far smaller universe of companies and ultimately shareholders are going to benefit from that. So LECO, uh, check it out. like the other ones better. We'll come back to that in a All second. Right, well, and with that, I'm going to turn it over yeah, to – Vern's left a little time here for me. Uh, okay. You've got all kinds of Do time. I? we got to keep the show tight. Got to keep it tight. Well, I had very good stocks. You know to what? Talk we haven't been drinking week. today either. That's what's getting me yeah, down. Uh, let's have a okay. let's have a uh, beverage, beverage break, break using these iced teas. God damn it! Well, I've 
got some nice water over here. All right. Anyway, it's things aren't going well did this you, week. The did market's you see that down. Aquafina is going to have to put. We use tap water on their. Well, label. they should. They should. You know, if you just get a reverse osmosis machine from uh, your local guy, that's the best water there is. Anyway, this is Val Hughes, and I've got oh, a sorry, couple yeah. ideas this week. Let's get to the show. The people tune in for ideas. Let's give them some freaking ideas here. So. I think I just did. Stanley works, yeah, but uh, now it's my turn, my friend. Stanley works. Try to stay awake all. Listen, can I have a say here? Come on, you had like forty minutes, and now I got to go, and I got to. I'm late. I'm late for somewhere right now, and I'm not happy. But I'm going to spend a little time with the people here and try to pass on a few ideas, and hopefully they've stayed with us here this long into the show. Are you done venting? I'm not. I'm not. But anyway, let me get right to it. Stanley Works, SWK. Now, Vern's talked about this in the past. It's actually a name that both Vern and I, in our professional real jobs, using our real names, have both covered at various places and owned. So it's a, it's a long-standing, great American brand. And the thing about it is even though the Chinese and every other startup in a, you know, the world tried to come after them, they maintained their share, and they did it without giving the shop away. Their returns on capital stayed high. Their return on equity stayed high. Uh, they have some debt, but it's well covered, you know, and they uh, they maintain good margins. So it's a company that must have something pretty good going in management, R&D, and distribution, and all those kinds of things. And as a result, I respect the company. Uh, what's interesting is that right now, you know, on this value line, it says $63 a share. It, the stock's at 55 today. It had a bad week. They reported earnings a day or so ago. I just checked it out because of what's been going on. And... Uh, they met all the Wall Street estimates, okay, as if, you know, as if they need to worry about what all those guys all think. All of them. But uh, they, guided, they guided the future estimates down, so all these high-paid analysts with their computers, you know, they, they don't have estimates until management guides them by telling them the number, okay? So management told them the number was going to be five cents less than everybody thought, and it was five cents of a range, so Value Line itself is reporting 405 estimate for 07, and management's now saying, it, you know, and, and that was in a range of four dollars to 410, and management on the call said, well, it might be four to 405. So they took away the high end of the range, and the stock's at 55, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy. Uh, so gross cash flow instead of 645 a share is 640 a share. It's still nine times gross cash flow. And these guys are loaded up with cash on the balance sheet as well. They got uh, 200 million. That's about two and a half bucks a share. This is kind of like 10 times free cash flow. They have uh, capex less than depreciation, so uh, you know that gets a little hidden in the earnings. Margins are going up, um, and business is strong all around America. Why? Who knows? Except that uh, you know, they have a brand here, Fat Max Extreme, which I guess is a tool line. They're gaining share in tools. And I think sometimes, even though, you know, they're apt to get some bumps here because of the construction declines and all that, a lot of times tool use is driven by not how much of something they're using, but how many different models there are. And America now is just loaded up with multiple models of everything, and a lot of times that drives tool purchases because... If you fix one thing or eight things, you still need a tool. So uh, that may be helping them. They're at 15 times earnings, actually less than that now, 14 times. Great American brand. Uh, you know, what have you. One I think I don't like is officers only own and directors own, you know, 1.7%. 
and I don't see, you know, a lot of brilliant investors here on the list. But nevertheless, uh, I'm an owner here, Stanley Works, SWK, page 1368 in Value Line. All right, uh, what do I have next? And I'm trying to be in a hurry because i got to get going. Uh, let's see. Watts, Water Technologies, WTS. Fern, I actually went through the whole issue this week. I carefully went through it. Yeah. And this is a little company I was not familiar with, although it's been here, I'm sure, a long time. You just miss things. And the interesting thing about this one, sometimes Value Line tells you a little bit of the history. Watts Regulator was founded in 1874 by Joseph Watts. Oh. That was probably the son of the guy, James Watts, <laughs> that invented the Watt. <laughs> so this company oh, goes back a ways. Yeah, my yeah. Lincoln Electric was founded by John Lincoln in 1895, and well, I meant to mention that. You beat me by 30 I know, years. But I'm just saying, this company has some history with the Watt. Okay, have you heard of wattage? The Watt, I mean, this goes back a long way. What they do is they design, manufacture, and sell an extensive line of valves <laughs> the what? for the plumbing and heating the what? and water quality markets, okay, uh, located in North America. My theme on this is just clean water uh, is increasingly important around the world. I mean, it's always important, but now the, the world has the money to pay for clean water, and particularly India, China, places that are rapidly growing in wealth and the middle-class population that wants well, clean water. The supply of water, I mean, there's going to be a growing emphasis on preserving it and conserving it and not well, losing yeah, it. And not to mention the security of water. So a lot of water that's now sitting in open you know, ponds and stuff around America, I'm going to predict in 20 years is going to be underwater yeah, in a giant thing with valves that. and pipes and all kinds of things and a bunch of security guys. And these guys are going to be involved. We have a couple plays that work on that way. Uh, but this one, what are some of the details? Uh, the valuation is very attractive. Nine times, well, this is at 35 today, by the way. Value line says 38. It's nine times gross cash flow. These guys have an enormous amount of cash. Value line doesn't like the fact they just raised an enormous amount of cash last year, sold some stock and some debt. Uh, interest rates are higher and their share price is down. So that seems like a smart sale. Uh, in my opinion, they got three hundred million in cash, thirty-eight uh, million shares. I mean, they got about nine bucks a share in cash. That puts you at twenty-six. Gross cash flow three seventy, earnings two fifty. I mean, that's very cheap. Um, Value Line thinks this thing is going to be under uh, some pressure here because of, of course, construction and what they see as some dilution until they make acquisitions. So okay. You know, let's wait around. I mean, are they going to make acquisitions? I don't know. Does the sun come up in the morning? They've got $300 million. Every deal they do is going to be accretive. Uh, their current return on capital is 8 So as they buy companies and, uh, and they buy them for cheaper than, uh, than their multiple, then that's going to help Ooh, their returns. Is that going to be tough to do? Not at 16 times earnings. I'll bet they're paying, you know, 8, 9, 10 times earnings. And then, of course, they'll be able to cut expense. So they go to a seller and they say, hey, look, I'm paying you 15 times earnings. And then they cut all the people and cut some of the expense, get economies on distribution, raw material purchases, insurance, uh, not to mention interest rate cuts, et cetera, that they can probably bring to a company. And all of a sudden they're paying six times earnings, and that can be accretive for them. They've got a buck a share in depreciation. They're spending 65 cents a share in cash, you know, in the CapEx. So uh, cash flow here is very nice, positive. Uh, they're going to have some dips in residential construction. You know, gee, is that in the stock? Uh, maybe. 
But, you know, the good news here is they're still managing to get price increases. And for me, that's, you know, I don't know anything about this company. But when I see price increases and, uh, you know, that's into a downturn, I think they've got something that's oligopolistic, however you say that, or monopolistic. So I think they've got I say it differently than that. I'm going to edit that out. That's terrible. I can't even speak. But they've got pricing power. That's my point. And Value Line thinks the uh, cash is a wild card. I think it's money in the bank because it really is, and they're going to use it to make some acquisitions. They say they dominate their markets. Okay. Dominating markets with high-margin products as you go into a worldwide increase in infrastructure demand, they make infrastructure. I'm a fan. Watts, water technology, WTS. WTS. How's our time? And finally. Well, you have 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, really? Let me see that. God bless. Griffin, GFF. Plus whatever you edit out. You could just edit, edit my whole edit part of it. You could edit out me out. you got a minute and a half. No. <laughs> All right. Griffin, GFF, uh, page 1390. Six times gross cash flow. Value line has it at 21. The stock said actually at 17 today. And uh, if you look back wow. in the news, which I did, there's a $25 offer basically out there. There's a uh, shareholder who thinks it's worth more. He's willing to buy shares. Uh, so there's some activists involved here, and that seems to be getting stuff done of late. They don't have any history of diluting the shareholder. Share count's been stable a long time. Uh, earnings a buck forty-five. Stock at 17. That's starting to be 12 times earnings. Their returns aren't great. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of going to put that aside and just assume they've forgotten to write off some assets that aren't earning any money. And I just say, uh, hey, Mr. Harvey Blau, CEO, how about writing off some assets? Okay, so I hope you know I'll, that might be a thought because if you had a higher return on capital here, you actually have a a decent story of some. Uh, stability in the business. The top line has been growing consistently. I'm, I was trying to see a down year on this page, and they actually uh, don't. Uh, Ninety-three was down in sales per share, but otherwise they That's grow the I top like line. It. Right, margins very stable, and it's six times gross cash flow. Uh, so I'm a fan of Griffin. Buckle of ninety-three. Now, what do they do? Gar- I'm sorry, I should say garage doors. Garage doors. Thirty-two percent of sales. 39% of operating income, so they're very susceptible to a downturn in the uh, need for garage doors. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Anyway, and, and then they also do maintenance. Well, I don't need a garage door. Yeah, obviously. So what? Uh, you need maintenance, though. Do you ever get your garage door repaired? I think my garage door was originally installed in 1954. Well, then you should get it fact, repaired, I, seri- I checked the serial number. It's serial number 7. Thank you. Okay. Well, you're going to need some repair, and so are Americans all over America. No, that's a good point. <laughs> a lot of pent-up demand at my house for garage yeah, doors. Listen, there's, you just take the number of households, number of garages, you divide that by the life of life a garage, of garage door, and bang. That's a lot of freaking garage doors, and they seem to have a pretty good edge. The stock's down just because housing's down. And so, I, I'm I, just I, curious. What's the annual sales? Uh, a billion so they have a, a billion seven. No, that's not all they do. So I'm they have a five hundred million dollar business in garage doors. Well, they probably that's do. Amazing. If that's the math here. They also they do must a, dominate it. I think they they have a, that's a lot of doors. I I don't know what their share is here. They probably have different regional you know exposure. And, How big can the market be? I 
don't know, but we're just wasting frickin' time here. I'm editing all this out. And I want to say, Griffin, GFF, this is not good work, ladies and gentlemen, but it looks like it might be a good stock and a good price. Page 1390, Griffin, GFF. And that's all I have this week. This has been Values. And, and I've earned uh, value in my favorite. <laughs> my favorite idea, thank you very much. I'm, uh, I didn't ask is, you. Uh, is, uh, I can't decide. I like K. Don and Brady both very, very well. So I'll, mm-hmm. uh, I'll go with, I'll go with, I'll go with, I'll go, I'll go with K. Don. I'll All go right. with the growth story. I'm the going with Watts, message. Water Technologies, WTS. Never heard of it. We'll see you next week, folks.